Thanks for tuning in. You are now listening to the Sports Card Lessons Podcast with your host, Ken Cairns, a weekly sports card podcast with lessons he's learned in the hobby and life lessons he's learned along the way. So sit back and relax. There won't be a test. The only thing being graded is the cards. You are now on with Ken. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Sports Card Lessons Podcast with me, your host, Ken. I'm a retired teacher documenting my story here on the pod, finding teachable moments to share with all of you along the way. Don't forget to hit me up on Instagram at sportscard underscore lessons. Hit the follow button. And you can also watch these episodes on the Sports Card Lessons YouTube channel. Welcome, everyone. How is everyone doing? Whether you're watching on YouTube or listening to the podcast, please hit the like button. Hit that subscribe button and leave some feedback. Welcome. Just coming off the New England card show this past weekend. Wow. Wow. What a great show. Lots of traffic, lots of sales, lots of happy dealers. Today's episode has the hobby turned the corner. And if you ask me, absolutely. Absolutely. From what I've seen, now I'm going right back to uh, October. So this is my fourth show in a row uh, that I've, I've seen great traffic at. Um, starting with the Terrytown show in New York, the two last shows in New Jersey, uh, and now the New England card show. I can go even further and say I talked to my guy John from Behind the Diamond uh, and he's told me his last three Long Island shows uh, have seen a huge uptick in attendance and sales. We were just talking about this yesterday. So, I mean, it's just such a great, great thing for the hobby. Um, I, as a dealer, I mean, you want to hope for the best, but uh, I, I really think um, what we're seeing there now is is just a turn, just a nice turn in, in, in the hobby. And why is that happening? Now, I know... I've talked for months now that traffic being there, but sales being down. Um, and I think what it ha what had happened was, you know, the market dropped. People didn't want to lose out on cards. They kept their prices high on cards in their cases and said, you know, and I think they hoped that the prices would rebound and, you know, they wouldn't say, geez, I should have never let that card go for X amount because now it bounced right back up again. But I think over time, what we realized is we're, those prices are not coming back up. Those comps are not coming back up to the levels that we saw last year. And I think people have really come to the conclusion that, look, if I want to be in this, if I want to be a dealer, if I want to go out and set up, you know, and I want to have sales, I need to price my stuff accordingly. Um, and I think that was a big deal this weekend because I know, you know, you go to a show, I'm out walking around, I'm looking at everybody else's stuff before, during and after, you know, I'm always looking uh, to pick things up myself. And the last few shows, I just noticed things that I was really interested in. The prices were just so high and I would check comps. And I'd be like, oh my God, you know, it's like way over comps now. I mean, I have a couple cards too, but I've done that to those cards because I just don't want to sell them because they're cards that I'd rather hold on to. Um, because they, you know, like a like a, a Brady rookie, Bowman Chrome rookie. I mean, that, that's a goat card. Why why would I just you know sell that off for cheap? I love I love that card. Um, 
So I'm going to hang on to it. You know, my price may be high on it. And it's funny, I should bring that card up. I almost moved it this weekend. Um, and there was a number of people that had that same identical card, other dealers. And I think they all felt the same way. We were all probably within that price range, which was over comps. And, and you know, you see a sale on eBay. And there was a sale on eBay for that card for like $2,200 or $2,100. And everybody wants to talk about that sale. Well, you know what? I wished I was there because if I was there, I'd have bought that card. And any one of us uh, who had the money if we saw that, you know, a uh, 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 BGS nine Brady Bowman Chrome uh, for twenty one hundred dollars would have jumped all over that. Um, so I don't know who sold that card, how it got sold, but I wished, you know, I was the one there buying that card, getting that deal. Uh, and and people probably mentioned that comp to me. I would say at least six or seven times uh, at the show this weekend, and I'm fine with that. That's fine. If you can find that card at $21 or $2,200, I would recommend buying it in a heartbeat, but I don't think you're going to find it. Um, and I still I still do have mine. Um, yeah, so cards were priced to sell. I mean, literally priced to sell. I was happy to walk around and see really good prices uh, on these cards. And another thing I noticed at this show... Um, there were less tables. And I think that might be too, it might be weeding out with the downturn in the hobby. It might be weeding some people out that, you know, uh, that were in it for a quick flip and realized that maybe there's not a lot of quick flip going on right now or have lost interest and moved on. But for whatever reason, um, there were less tables. I mean, less tables equal less dealers. And, and as a dealer, it, you know, should mean more sales for you. And I think um, I think it was a good look for the show. I think uh, having you know less dealers, having less tables. Now the last time uh, we did this show, uh, it was a two day. It was Saturday and Sunday, and I think there was. I think I'm pretty sure, and don't hold me to it, but I think there was about 220 or 225, 230 tables, something like that. Uh, and we talked about a lot of traffic, but not a lot of sales. Um, I don't know how many tables were there this weekend, but there was definitely less. I would probably say, you know, maybe more like 150 tables or 140 tables. Uh, and, and it was good. It was just, it was, it was good for everyone involved. I think it was good for the attendees. Uh, it was good for the dealers. Uh, and there's more happy dealers, you know, um, as I'm as a dealer, I'm expecting with less dealers to have more sales. And I think moving forward too, if this becomes a norm, I think that the table prices, you know, may jump up a little bit, but that's okay. I'm fine with that. You know, it, it's not like, you know, somebody's table is going to, you know, you're going to have to pay the brunt of it. You know, if you've got 150 tables, you got 150 people splitting whatever the difference is versus when there was 200 or 220 tables. And I don't think any dealer is going to mind if they're told there's going to be, you know, a uh, hundred less tables or 80 less tables, but it's going to cost a little more. I think everybody's going to be okay with that. I don't think anybody's going to complain about that. Uh, another thing I saw this weekend uh, was mostly all cash sales. Now, my last few shows, you know, I, I probably going back to probably after uh, 
after national coming back to after national um i noticed that a lot of my sales you know people coming to the show were paying uh paypal or venmo or asking to pay pen paypal or venmo um not seeing a lot of cash at the shows uh so uh this weekend i had no paypal or venmo sales they were all cash sales and that is so important to see in the hobby i mean when you're talking about the hobby turning a corner um it's important to see cash sales you know what does it mean it means people have money to spend you know they have the cash to spend uh a lot of times if people are coming to the show and they're uh not bringing cash it's almost as if they're like man i don't know if i'm really gonna buy anything uh unless i see an unbelievable deal then i'll put it on my credit card uh which just tells me that people really don't have the cash um when i attend a show i mean i'm i i'm going to a show i'm bringing cash with me uh i'm going to i'm going to buy something so I'm bring I'm bringing the cash with me, and I think most people feel that way. So at a show, when you start seeing it shows, I think when people are a lot of people are trying to use PayPal and it's connected to their credit card, it's probably like, you know, maybe I don't have the money. Uh, maybe maybe I uh, maybe I'm gonna buy this card, and then before you know my credit card bill comes in, I'm gonna go sell a few cards to to cover this or anything. I mean, I, I'm just making these things up, but you know, things that, that, you know, may or may not be, but when people, people have cash, um, you know, they're planning ahead. They're expecting to buy. They're, they're coming to a show expecting to buy. That's when I go to a show, I always bring cash because cash is king. Um, very rarely will I ever, I mean, I'll, I'll never go. I've never gone to a show and you and bought anything with PayPal. Um, and I don't even think I bought anything with a Venmo. I think everything that that I purchased is cash. I just go there to make you know make a cash sale. I can't tell you <laughs> how many times before a show starts, another deal dealer will walk up to me and say, "Hey, I like that card," or you know, looking at my case, I like that card. Uh, if I have a good day, I'm going to be back to, to, to grab that. <laughs> and I know the chances of them ever buying that car are slim to none. Um, and, and I didn't hear any of that this weekend. I had other dealers before the show start coming up, looking and making some cash offers. No Venmo, no PayPal. No, if I have a good day, you know, good day, I'll, you know, so it told me that dealers were coming prepared too. Uh, and a lot of times what I see before shows uh, is like a lot of trading going, you know, like somebody wants to trade. No one ever really says, oh, I like that card. Will you take 300 cash or 450 cash? They'll be like, oh, you, 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 you trade it all, you know, come look at my case. Maybe I've got something you want, you know, and this is really the norm it shows. And at this show, I had two or three dealers just come up before the show started, look at my case and say, Hey, will you do this, whatever cash for that card? 
You know, I know it's, you know, 80 or 85% comp, but I'm willing to pay cash when you do it. So to me, that was just another good sign from dealers that they're just showing up prepared. You know, they're showing up, they're, they're, uh, you know, ready to work, ready to, uh, to get things done. And it, and it says a lot about the hobby, even on the dealer side. Uh, funny story, uh, before the show started, uh, I went and I was looking at a card and, uh, it was an Alex Ovechkin card. It was a jambalaya and it was another dealer had it in their case. And it was one of those things in my mind. I said, I really like that card. I looked at the price of that card. I said, it's a decent price. Um, I'll think about it. You know, I never really talked to the dealer about it. I just said in my head, it's just something I'll think about. And I possibly may go back and get it. It wasn't something over the top that I was going to get. So the show went on. I was thinking about that card. And I said, you know what? I'm going to grab that card as soon as it slows down. And it was a pretty busy day. Like, I really didn't get a chance to, you know, during the day, during the, the, the last two shows I've done, uh, there'd be pockets of slow time where I can, you know, run off and, you know, look at, you know, a few things, or if I saw something come back and maybe look at it a little better, or maybe try to negotiate for the car, but really didn't have much time to do that. Uh, and, and, you know, the show, I think the show started at nine, uh, you know, so I'm there at six 30 out looking around probably by nine 15, nine 30, it got busy and it stayed busy. Um, you know, I was breaking, I was taking, eating my lunch around one 30 and I said, Oh, I should go over and grab that card. Like I've decided I'm, I'm going to buy that card and I was having a really good day, day too. So I felt I deserved it. Right. <laughs> So somebody came up to my table and they're like, oh, you know, I, I like that card. Um, are you are you willing to trade? And I said, I'll see what you have. And I opened the guy's case and I start going through and there's the jambalaya card in his case. And I said, hey, did you just buy that card from this guy over here? And he's like, yeah, I bought that one and this one. I'm like, damn, I saw that card early this morning. I was I was planning on going back and buying it. And he said, no, he goes, I am definitely holding on to that card. So, you know, that was just kind of a funny story of a card, you know, and you look at it and you're like, oh, I think I might get that card. And, and I could have been one of those dealers that said, ah, if I had a good day, I'll come back. And I really wasn't thinking that I was just, you know, in the, in the morning when you're first starting a show, I mean, mentally. As a dealer, when people are coming to buy from you, you know you know they're going to buy your card cheaper you know than what you're selling it for if they can and they're just going to up the price and put it in their case and i always say before a show like don't come to me as a dealer and say i'll, I'll pay you 70 or 75% on that card when you're going to just turn around and change the price tag and put it in your case before a show so before a show um I usually don't buy anything before a show starts because people know I'm a dealer and I don't want them to think the same way. Like I'm just going to buy this. So I usually wait till later in the day and then I'll have conversations and then I'll say like certain things I'm, I'm not putting, you know, these aren't, I'm not buying this to flip it. I'm not buying it at 75 or 80% to put it like I'm going to buy it and keep it. And at that point, I really don't care of the price. So say you're asking $750 on a card. If I'm buying that card 
because I like the card and I want it in my PC, does it really matter if I paid 700 or 720 or 725 or 740 or the 750 you're asking? Does it really matter? No. I mean, what is $50 if I'm going to just going to take that and put it in? And and at that, what is $100 if I'm going to take that card and put it in my PC? It doesn't matter because I'm buying that card for me. Like I felt, you know, I love this card. I Maybe I've earned this card. I worked all day here. It's going to be my reward for, the, for whatever it is. What difference does it make if, if, I, if I'm what I pay for it? And I think that's why I wait till later in the day when I'm buying cards like that, because I don't show up at a show to buy a card to go. I mean, I see these guys running around, you know, to buy as many cards as they can at, the, at a low comp so they could just buy them and just put them in their case. And I've seen them do it. They've come to me. They've come to me and they pick stuff out of my singles boxes or, or you know, cards that are on the cheap, maybe like five, 10 or $15 that I have in top loaders. And they're like, Oh, you know, I'll take these three for 30. I'm like, sure. You know, and they take them and then I go over and they've got them all marked on their table for 20 each. Uh, I'm not going to, I'm not that guy. I'm not going to do that. If I'm buying stuff to put in the show, I'm not going to buy it at the show to put in my case at the show. I'll buy it from an attendee that comes in. If, if somebody comes in and says, Hey, are you buying? And I see a card that I like that I feel that, you know, I could sell at this show or my next show and the price is right. I will buy that card. I will put this price tag on it and drop it in, but I'm going to do that on an attendee. I'm not going to do that on a dealer. Um, because I don't think many dealers really want to give you a good deal. Maybe dealers will give a, a better deal at the end of the day because they want to make some last minute sales. Maybe if their sales weren't that good today or they want to make some last minute sales. Um, but when I'm buying at a show, if I'm buying from another dealer, I'm buying that for my own PC. If I'm buying it from an attendee, it may be my PC, but more than likely I'm buying it to drop it in my case. Um, shows that are shows that are usually or generally slow are great buying shows. And when I say great buying shows, it's buying from people who are showing up at the show. As a dealer, when they become busy with lots of cash, it tells me, I think it tells the hobby that it's the market is strong. Uh, and that's what this weekend was. I mean, I've, this is uh, my fourth Springfield show. And for the most part, this show was slow with sales and generally a better buying show where people would show up. Uh, and always looking ahead. And, and I talked in season one about knowing the show. So this show, knowing the show to me was bring some extra cash. It was always a good buying show. Let people come in and try to buy some cards off of them and look forward to, you know, the next show, maybe this show, but if I could, but usually the next show or the next couple shows, just knowing where they are. So if I'm going to be in New Jersey um, or if I'm going to be in New York, you know, have if it's hockey, have Rangers cards. If it's football, you know, have Giants cards or Eagles cards or Jets cards like that type of thing. Just knowing knowing the show, knowing where you are, knowing what people are looking for. 
Uh, and this weekend, I was pleasantly surprised that it was the opposite. So here's a show that's the fourth time I'm doing it. And now this show has flipped, uh, which, again, tells me the hobby is turned a corner. Um, and, and I hope other people and please comment. I mean, if you're seeing, you know, doing shows in your area, let me know if you see this happening where you are, too. Um, to me, it was awesome. It was awesome to see this. I was expecting one thing when I went to the show and all of a sudden the show took off and, and I was just blown away. I'm like, all right, this, this, this is awesome. And I, and I definitely had some nice pickups from the show, uh, which I'm going to share, share with y'all in a few minutes. First, I want to just give a shout out to John, uh, at primetime car, uh, primetime show, uh, just for a great show this weekend. Uh, I was happy to see it was back to one day. And I think that's, you know, I, I know they want to make it uh, a destination. Everybody wants to make their show a destination show. Um, but I think as a dealer, a two-day show um, in certain markets, is just the second day is too much. Like uh, the first, the first day... Um, I think is more than enough. And I think you would, you know, if you do a show on a Saturday, uh, even the people who will say, well, I'll go Sunday instead because I'll hope for some better deals. Because if I knew there was a show that I wanted to attend and it was a two-day show, I would probably go Sunday, even know that I may miss out on the early steals and deals on Saturday. I think I'll probably bet, get make some better deals on Sunday. But if the show was only one day, I'm going to be there on Saturday. So I think the one day shows for most places, uh, for the most of the shows I do in the, here in the Northeast, I, I mean, I think the one day shows are more than enough. Uh, shout out to Rob sports card therapist set up together at the show. You know, it was a great day. Uh, I mean, where else can you hang out with your best friend, right? You're, you're, you're on a Saturday, you're selling cards, you're buying cards, you're talking cards. You know, we're set up together. We both have a podcast. People are coming up to us, love the podcast, you know, talking about certain things. It's just, it's, I mean, what a great day. Sometimes some of those days you just don't want to end. You're just like, you just hope this day, day had a few more hours left in it because it was just such a great day. Uh, and shout out to everyone that came by to say hello. Um, Every show, there's more and more. Like I'm meeting more and more people, uh, and and I, I'm not giving, I'm not putting names out there because I know I would forget somebody. Uh, and and usually I've got my pad and pen, and you know I'm jotting things down. It was so busy, it was so busy for me on Saturday. I just didn't have time. People were coming up. I was talking to them. They were going, coming, going. Um, I didn't have time to pull the pad out and start writing and and things like that. That tells you how, how good the show was, but just shout out to everybody that came by to say hello. Uh, another thing I want to talk about, uh, is the wolf pack. So I talked last week about big things happening in 2023 for the wolf pack. So since last week, um, and it's been in the making for a while, uh, we branded the wolf pack, uh, with myself, Cousins Collectibles Podcast, Sports Card Nobody Podcast, Sports Card Therapist Podcast, and Dave, DJ Sports Cards 86. And we're all going to be collaborating together to create new content 
that will all fall under the Wolfpack umbrella. So I, I'm my podcast, everybody's podcast stays the same. This is something in addition to what we're doing. We're all coming together. There's eight of us. Uh, and to start, um, expect two shows a month. Uh, with We're going to split us up four and four. All eight would be way too much. So we're going to start out with four and four. And we're just going to bring you some content twice a month. Uh, and I'm really excited uh, to collaborate with the other seven guys. Um, I know I've... Uh, I've had most of them on my podcast, except for Shane, uh, Sports Card, Nobody, and Cousins Collectibles, but the rest of the guys I've had on the podcast. So so definitely looking forward to uh, collaborating more with, with everybody, um, with all the members, and, and see where this will go. So uh, give a follow to the underscore Wolfpack underscore content. And uh, what I create there will also be here. You'll be able to find it in two places, but there's going to be additional stuff. So definitely follow that and uh, check out all the content we're creating. Did I mention Crosstown Cardboard Podcast and the Wolfpack? I don't remember if I did. Uh, but my man Carmine, Carmine's Cards, and Craig, New York City Sports Cards, uh, I've collaborated with Craig. He's been on, uh, I think, three times on the pod. Uh, and I've done some other stuff with him. And Carmine, not yet, but I'm really looking forward to doing some uh, some stuff with him as well. Pickups this week. So for the Walking Dead fans out there, um, if you're on YouTube, you'll be able to see this. This is uh, 2022. Just hold that up there. 2022 Leaf Pop Century Dual Auto Tiger Mojo Norman Reedus Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Uh, it's numbered one of three. So I picked that up this weekend to go with my Pop Century collection. Very excited. Huge Walking Dead fan. I not only did I have I seen every season, but I went back to watch it a second time too. Um 2019 Upper Deck Young Guns. I have three of them here. Quinn Hughes, Jack Hughes, and Nick Suzuki. So these are all PSA 10s. So Jack Hughes, Quinn Hughes, and Nick Suzuki. Love me some young guns. Next pickup is a 2015-16 Rookie Premier Level 1 Trilogy, Connor McDavid. So it's a Connor McDavid Rookie Premier. Uh, and this is numbered to $9.99. Just hold that up for you. So this is my second Connor McDavid Rookie card. I still wish I had the first one. <laughs> uh, next is the 2012 Fleer Retro Skybox Premium Alexander Ovechkin PSA 9 Auto 10. So this is the one I purchased and I talked about last week that I had to wait weeks for it to, to come and it finally showed and I didn't have a chance to uh, to have it out for you. But beautiful card. It's it's crazy on this 
the and a lot of these Ovechkin cards, they have like they put the the signature is like right in the middle of his stomach on these cards. Like, and I'll hold that up again to see it. And there's a lot of these cards that are just like that. It's like I don't know why they do that. You know, in football, there are, the you know, the football cards you always see. There's a spot at the bottom, right at the very bottom, the sign that doesn't. And and this one here, they put the they they seem to put the signatures in the body area of the player. And it had a huge card. Biggest hockey card to date. Uh, shout out to War Chief Cards for the 2012-13 Fleer Retro Metal Universe PMG Red Alexander Ovechkin BGS8. This is number to 100. So excited to have this card. So three shows ago, I saw this card, and I saw he had this card. And the last show, I looked at it again, and this weekend, we were able to make a deal. Um, again, when I look at cards, uh, I don't start negotiating. Like, I look at a card, and I say, I, I, I've disciplined myself enough that when I look at a card that I really like is... I want to take it all in, right? I'm going to look up the card. I'm going to look into the card, especially a big card, especially a big card like that. Um, because sometimes, and I want to say at the beginning, when I really jumped back in the hobby, I was I would jump and buy a card right away and then I would have it and I'll be like, I'll find out, well, this version of the card was a little bit better or a little bit more scarce, but the price wasn't that much more. And I say, oh, geez, I should have gotten that one. So I've learned to discipline myself a little bit more. So when I see a card to say, hey, I'm just going to take a little time. Even if I like the card and I really want the card, I'm not going to buy it right there. I'm going to think about it. I'm just going to let, you know, let it sink in a little bit. And if I need to, uh, similar to that jambalaya card from the other, you know, from Saturday at the show, you know, I looked at the card, then I went back and I looked the card up and I looked at the pop count of the card to see what other cards were similar to it. Like, would this be the card I would want or would there be another version of the card that I, that I think I might want better things like that. So I really disciplined myself. So this card, you know, was one of those cards that now I, this is the fourth time I've seen this card. And I, this, this, this was the weekend. This was the time to make a deal. So, uh, thanks for chief cards. Uh, very excited. And thanks for the, uh, the really smooth deal on that card. Uh, for next week, look for a Monday episode. Uh, I am recording today from the new office, although it's not prepared, but at least uh, yesterday I started moving my things into this office. So uh, starting Monday, uh, look for look for uh, a Monday episode. Uh, and this weekend, I have a show this weekend, excited about uh, the White Plains show. Uh, it's a Terrytown show, Westchester, Marriott, Terrytown, New York. Um, and it's both Saturday and Sunday, I will only be there Saturday. Um, and DJ Sports Cards 86 will be there Sunday. I have the table Saturday, he'll be there Sunday. So if you're out there, you're at the show, definitely stop by, say hello. I want to thank everyone for tuning in. And if you like what you hear, please like, 
definitely subscribe. And most importantly, tell a friend and spread the word. And until next time, take care of yourselves and everyone around you. <music>